everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Coach My World. I am Renee Roberts and I am your therapeutic coach. Thank you guys for your continual downloading of this podcast. Thank you for continuing to share it. And thank you, thank you, thank you for those of you that have reached out to me for private coaching. I still have some slots available. So if you are interested and in need of just some hands-on and moving your life forward, make sure you check me out at IamReneeRoberts.com. You can also find me at Facebook and Instagram at IamReneeRoberts. And of course, my ultimate goal is for each episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery, healing, and for progress for your life. So let's get our lives moving forward. Fam, 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 before we get into this inflammatory topic that I'm going to get get going. I want to thank you all for joining the Coach My World podcast fam on Facebook, the group. Thank you guys. You are amazing. And I'm really enjoying the discussion so far, getting to learn a little bit about your personalities, how you view things and your perspective. Don't forget guys, after every podcast, after you listen to the episode, please, please, please go to our group on Facebook and leave a comment, a thought, an opinion, even a laugh. This is a safe space where our listening fam can be vocal without judgment. So if you haven't joined yet, what are you waiting for? We would love to have you. And all you have to do is go in and request to be a part of the group. And I promise to let you in. Now that the pleasantries are out of the way, let's talk a little bit about how some of y'all were feeling from last week's episode. Child, it has roused some feathers and provoked some hearts to take ownership for their part in the to- of the toxicity in their relationships by owning those toxic be- behaviors that are exhibited when we don't even recognize it sometimes. And, and sometimes we're looking at it as it's the other person, but it's actually us that's ruining the relationship. This happens when we don't invest the time, when we don't invest the energy, when we ne- neglect to look into the resources for our emotions or, I, or should I say for our inner healing. Now, when healing has been avoided, when it's been ignored, when it's been dismissed, it starts producing maladaptive behaviors in order for us to survive. But check this out. The Coach My World fam is not surviving. We're not survivors. We are healing and we are moving our lives forward. Y'all didn't know I could sing a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. So what we're doing, we're starting to recognize these harmful patterns of behaviors and we're beginning to deal with them so that we can have a healthier and greater outcome in our relationships and in our lives. Or maybe I should say it the other way, in our lives and in our relationships. Now, last episode, I gave you all an intense list. And yes, it was intense of behaviors that are deleterious to the fibers of our relationships. And on that list, I want to pull one out 
um, that I want to discuss more in depth. And, and it's, it's the ugly beast called self-sabotage. Somebody commented about it in the face, in, in our Facebook group. And I'm like, yeah, that self-sabotage is an ugly beast. Self-sabotage is when we believe, uh, no, let me not put it that way. Rephrase that. It's when we behave or think in ways that will harm our development or our success. And most times these behaviors and thinking patterns are, patterns are unconscious, they are routine, and they are seemingly involuntary. So when we are internally impaired, we start undermining our goals and success without even thinking about it. Isn't that crazy? That is wild. And sometimes people who self-sabotage, they are aware of their actions. For example, someone who's on a healthy diet, they might consciously sabotage their good efforts by eating cookies late at night. I don't know who that is, hint, hint, but it happens, right? Uh, But as I've already stated, most times it's unconscious doing. So for example, have you ever thought of leaving a relationship at the onset of just something minor, a minor conflict or uh, a minor, um, you know, where something you don't, a minor disagreement? Your logical mind may be thinking it's because I don't do conflict or I don't have time for this. But if you start digging introspectively into your heart, You may discover that you exit relationships prematurely so that you can avoid the pain points of abandonment, failure, or even the pain of them letting you go first. Now, I hope I shed some light on the dichotomy of conscious and unconscious self-sabotage. Understand that there are many, 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 many reasons why a person might act or think in ways that prove damaging to their own well-being. Some people spend a lot of their lives fighting with intoxicating cravings for food, for drinks, gambling, sex, and any other temptation that comes at a painful price and a major loss to their health or their relationships. But the internal impulses that drive self-sabotaging behaviors can also be more low-key, such as a collection of dysfunctional and distorted beliefs that makes people underestimate their abilities, suppress their feelings, or even lash out at people that are around them. Regardless of whether the self-sabotage is high key or low key fam, it needs to be dealt with if we're going to have forward progress with a successful outcome spiritually, psychologically, and physically. And I'm also thinking self-sabotage knocks your entire alignment out. And I'm talking about, I'm referring to your spirit, your soul, and your body, or, or like I said it just before, your spiritual, spiritual person, psychological person, and your physical person. Knocks, the to- next, knocks it totally out of alignment. And remember, in order to be holistic and healthy, your being must be in divine alignment. That means that your soul, your, your spirit, your psych- psyche, and your physical person must be in direct connection, flowing in the same direction towards the same purpose and goals. But that's for an entire another episode, which I promise to do one day. Now, let me transition into discussing what these self-sabotaging behaviors look like. I want to do this first. So we can become self-aware and identify any self-sabotaging behaviors we may personally have. I don't want you to look for your neighbor's uh, self-sabotaging ways. I want you to think about your self-sabotaging ways. 
All right. Um, this is important. I want to do this first because it can be so challenging to identify self-sabotaging behavior, especially because the consequences might not immediately follow the behavior, which makes the connection very vague. It makes it very unclear. It makes it ambiguous. And a good way to start examining your behaviors is to analyze whether your behaviors are in alignment with your goals and purposes. If you discover that they are not, then those behaviors just may be self-defeating. Behavior is identified as self-sabotaging when it creates problems or unresolvable conflicts in daily life and interferes with your purpose and the goals to fulfill that purpose. Now, according to research, and I'm going to give you quite a bit of research in, in, in this section of the podcast, the most common self-sabotaging behaviors are as follows. First one they list is procrastination. I found that across many articles. Research states that people procrastinate on tasks that in some way evoke anxiety or distress. Putting the task off allows people to avoid those negative emotions, even if it also prevents them from accomplishing long-term goals that would bring happiness or fulfillment. Distractions like social media or setting vague deadlines like, hmm, I'll get to that next week. I'll get to that tomorrow. I have time. This also fuels procrastination. So this is based on the research, guys. That's not my, this is just strictly research I'm giving you. This this self-sabotaging behavior of procrastination, maybe you didn't think procrastination was a self-sabotaging behavior. Well, for most people, it is. And that's because the tasks that are, are being procrastinated on um, probably in some way invoke some type of anxiety or even distress that you have to do it, right? And so you, you, you're trying to deal with those or not even trying to deal with it. You're trying to avoid those negative emotions uh, by just doing it very, very, very close to the deadline, sometimes not even making it. But anyways, that's another story. The second thing, they, the second common self-sabotaging behavior they mention is self-medication. This includes drugs and alcohol, people. This includes the tree, the weed. It includes your pill popping. And according to research, drinking and doing drugs allows people to escape difficult emotions. They can develop a warped perception about the habit, such as that they need alcohol to be liked and have relationships. Even when reality demonstrates the opposite, such as drinking, ruining their relationships. It also seems to numb unresolved trauma. These distorted beliefs, in addition to the, to the neurobiological changes, that's talking about what's happening in your brain because of the, the, the substances you're taking in, make overcoming addiction extremely challenging and it also fortifies self-sabotaging behaviors. You know, as I read that, I thought about um, you know, the whole substance abuse situation. And I've talked to many people, uh, just even dealing with alcohol, like, which is the common because it's legal. Uh, but I've, I've talked with people like, I don't need alcohol for me to turn up and be the life of the party. As a matter of fact, I'm the life of a part of the party when I'm sober, uh, because alcohol makes me sleepy. Okay. And I am the deadbeat of the party. And so it's important to figure out what's going on. What's causing me to over drink. What's causing me to have to be drunk, to, to have to be drunk in order to be lit or in order to be accepted in order to be lively and vibrant. That is not a uh, healthy behavior. 
And that is not what alcohol should be used for or drugs of any type or weed. Why do you have to smoke a joint before you or hit the blunt before you, you know, go and enjoy yourself? Why? It should be within you to be able to enjoy yourself without trying to sabotage yourself uh, by self-medicating. You know, you sabotage your ability to be authentic when we do that. All right. So that's self-medication. I didn't mean to go on a tangent with that, but it just hit me. The third one is comfort eating. We all know what that is. You all know what your comfort food is. And that comfort food, literally, it does just what it's saying. Comfort eating comforts us. It comforts us and it avoids dealing with what we really need comforting from. All right. And sometimes we don't even know what that is. So comfort eating is self-sabotaging because most times comfort eating, most of us are not feeling comfort by eating an apple. We get comfort by eating some some sugar, some flour and cakes and chips and cookies and, you know, pizza. I'm a pizzaholic. I love pizza. But those are comfort. You know, comfort eating is not necessarily the healthiest eating because I really don't know who really gets comfort from eating a salad. Yo, I really don't. If you do, I'm sorry, I, you're one in a million. But the reality of it is most of us our comfort comes from the things that sabotage our health. All right. Another one is self-injury. That's one, two, three. That's the fourth one, self-injury, causing injury to ourselves, Uh, not just physically, which of course they're talking about physically. You have people that cut, you have people that uh, hurt themselves, you know, they hit themselves, they bruise up themselves uh, to try to overcome the pain that they're emotionally feeling. Uh, But you also have those type of people, like I was talking about in last week's podcast, that they they injure themselves. They're self-abusive, you know, so they injure themselves with what they say to themselves and how they refer to themselves. They beat themselves up, beat themselves across the emotional head and across their esteemed head, uh, which is literally to, it, it avoids dealing with what really needs to be dealt with. And so this self-sabotaging behavior, it, um, it literally transcends in, in a whole lot of people's lives without them really understanding what's going on. Calling yourself stupid and dumb and you're such an idiot. That is self-injury. And many times we're trying to uh, sabotage ourselves before somebody else ends up calling us those things. At least we think others may end up calling us those things. All right. So that's the self self injury uh the fifth one and i don't have these numbers i'm sorry is perfectionism ooh that's going to be a whole another podcast one day i promise this is holding oneself to an impossible standard um and it's going to definitely cause delays and setbacks in your life while it seems like a positive strategy to try to aim for things and to go as planned without a hitch perfectionism actually hampers success I was just talking to one of my clients the other day about perfectionism. And and as I, I would explain to you, as I explained it to them, perfectionism is impossible. Being perfect is impossible. Perfectionism is subjective. It is not objective. In other words, perfe- what is perfect is literally sub- subject to how you believe, how you think, how you feel, because you we may be presented with the same thing and I look at it 
something you find not perfect, I may find perfect. So we understand that something that is subjective is never, ever able to be obtained. It is only something that we're able to process through. And so I encourage you, if you're dealing with professionalism, perfectionism, you know, kind of do some digging, figure out what's going on internally that causes you to, to, um, hold yourself to these impossible standards. Uh, and, and they're, ultimately causing you to be delayed or set back. You know, you haven't written that book because it's not perfect the way you want to write it out. It's not perfect. Uh, you haven't, um, and the, as, that one just came to mind because that's something I'm working on, but I'm working on the book. That's what I'm saying. I'm not a perfectionist though, <laughs> but you know, and you, you have, you understand there, you could pick your own situation that you're want to be perfect on. You haven't put that video out out there on your social media because it's not perfect, you know, and, and we go on and on with these impossible standards and all we're doing is causing delays and setbacks in our lives, which literally is going to set back our entire success. So perfectionism is another one. Um, when something does go wrong, it is, and it inevitably will perfectionists, they become undone. They end up feeling so ashamed and, and most perfectionists, they are prone, not saying they are depressed, but they are prone to depression and they feel like they are letting everyone down. Listen, this is about you, not everyone else. And we're going to work on this self-sabotage. I'm just giving the common behavior. So let me slow down. I'm getting too deep in on this. All right, let's go. Um, the next one is entering and exiting relationships. Now, research shows that developing a deep relationship leads to vulnerability, right? The process can make some insecure about the potential loss of the relationship, their, self, their self-esteem, and uncomfortable feelings that surface. The desire to avoid emotional pain and protect themselves could be the reason for sabotaging a relationship. Our reasons for going into a relationship are... we. A lot of times it's, it's a self-sabotaging behavior. That's why we get into these bad, poor, abusive, uh, toxic relationships. And then on the other hand, you have some that exit prematurely uh, because they once again, they're trying to sabotage the relationship before they are the ones that are outed or they are the ones that are hurt or you, you know, you got it. So Entering and exiting relationships. Uh, another one is starting and quitting jobs. The same thing. We go through our commitment issues. You know, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take this job because um, I know that if I take this job, that I don't have to push for that job. And the same thing with quitting jobs. You know, we just try to sabotage ourselves. Uh, I'm gonna quit this job because I really don't want the promotion. So I'm gonna be late. I'm gonna be tardy. I'm gonna do things I know is gonna get me fired or. I'm going to nitpick so that I can quit uh, because I don't want to be pushed to do something that I don't feel that I'm capable or equipped to do. So starting and quitting jobs. Another one is poor management of finances. We spend money, we blow money, we sabotage our budgets, we sabotage our savings, we sabotage the things that we are working towards, we sabotage our credit, like we sabotage it. And those have different, they have very They have various reasons as to why we do what we do. Uh, Another one is dishonoring time. We don't honor time. We, we, um, we're late. We're going to come late. I want to come late because I want to miss this. I don't want to do this. And then the last thing is resistance to change, um, or impulsive change. 
So we see that there are a lot of self-sabotaging behaviors. And although some people are not always aware that, aware that they are sabotaging themselves, uh, there's no guarantee that once they identify with it, that they will be able to connect it to common behaviors. It is still possible, though, to overcome almost any form of self-sabotage. This is where behavior therapy can be instrumental in interrupting deep-seated patterns of thought and behavior while strengthening your deliberation and your self-regulation. Motivational therapy or coaching is also helpful in reconnecting people with their goals and values. And don't forget, therapeutic cover, coaching covers it all, fam. So you can contact me at any time at IamReneeRoberts.com. There you'll find my email. You'll find my uh, a link for booking it. You'll find my business number. Contact me, text me, email me. Let me therapeutically coach you into health. And like I always say, no one can do what Coach Renee does. There are many coaches and therapists, and I am sure they are doing exceptionally well in what they do, but no one, and I mean absolutely no one, can do what I have been created to do, and that is to therapeutically join you on your healing journey and walk it with you through your desired outcome. I truly feel like I'm giving birth to the key to somebody's healing with this topic. I'm not done pushing either. We have crowned in this episode and in the next episode, I plan on pushing that head out by getting into some of the root causes of our self-sabotaging behaviors. My main objective is to shatter anything, any myth, any any uh, erroneous beliefs that present themselves as a distraction or blockage to your healing journey. So I'm definitely gearing up to dive into the abyss of your souls. I'm ready to get into your souls so we can continue to heal for it. Fam, my greatest desire above everything else is to see your lives make for progress and come into divine alignment so that you can really, really not just sing about it, but live your best life. I love you, fam. And until next time. Let's keep those discussions going in our Facebook group and let's keep applying what we are receiving through these podcasts. Have a great one, fam.